Hello, I'm Scott Sostrom. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And today, we begin with the NCAA, and they're allowing censors. What is this all about? Yeah, this is a, a new one for college for college basketball. The NCAA has granted a waiver for the Mountain West Conference. That's the conference that includes San Diego State, Nevada, Boise State, etc. Allow them to put censors on college basketball players during the year, men and women, and to use those the, the information gleaned from those censors. It's a company called Shot Tracker. Use that information on the bench during games for coaches, right? So they can implement, you know, new new lineups. They can you know, evaluate who's playing well, who isn't, et cetera, using advanced metrics. This is stuff that's used in professional Why in basketball. God's name are we time. just getting to this now? It's a great question. It's I a mean, great uh, question. Uh, well, and only certain in the Mountain West Conference. You know what? If you're not on the analytics train, fine. Nobody's telling you have to. It's an available tool. You want to use it on the bench, use it on the bench. This counts as a technological revolution yeah, no for kidding. college basketball. It's ridiculous. <laughs> isn't Stern, David Stern, the former NBA commissioner, is he an investor in he, he may be an investor in ShotTrack. If he's not, he's definitely an investor and a competitor. And, and these are, again, these are companies that you know, NBA teams use these or, or companies yeah, that do every, similar things every with cameras. NBA arena has cameras all over the rafters so you can get real-time analytics. Yeah, and, and most pro sports now allow an iPad on the bench yes. for coaches in some capacity. Baseball does it. Basketball does it. The NFL, obviously, with, with their tablet deal with Microsoft. Um, this is a new one for college sports. I imagine that this is just the beginning of a floodgate. In a couple years, I would think every college basketball coach in the country will have access to all of this real-time data on the bench in real time. Well, now, why is it just going to stop on the bench? This is eventually going to go all over. Any Anybody who has any access to this data can check this out. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Gambling. That's the, uh, <laughs> that is the, it's not in this partnership, obviously. Uh, you know, the NCAA is going to be, of the major sports leagues, the one that drags its feet the hardest in terms of embracing sports gambling. But at some point, as we're seeing with the NFL, because they put chips in everybody's shoulder pads, and they're now going to use that data for gambling markets. Don't ask having, for force and <laughs> of impact. They will not give you the data. Having information, a more granular data set on where everybody is on the court at every time, how fast they're going, how quick their acceleration is, all that stuff, that can turn into data that you can then sell to operators for sports gambling I mean, purposes. you know the perfect world podcast, what we'd be able to do? I mean, it's just... It's just too much. Like right now, we get on the phone and we get our pal Vasu Kulkarni mm. on the phone. Yep. And you're like, hey, Vasu, this has been your life's work. Can you believe they're just now getting into this? He's an entrepreneur. He was part of Courtside Ventures. He's been into this technology for so long. He's a basketball fan. I mean, he's a super fan. He's everywhere. But just to get his reaction now to be like, what now? Like, how slow can you possibly be? It'd be fun. Just, I'm going to give him a call later and be like, hey, guess what we talked about? And what would your reaction be? For sure. And one other side aspect of this, we talked at length earlier this year with Angela Ruggiero about this. Uh, the more data that college, especially in the college world, the more data that college coaches have, I think the more thorny the privacy issue becomes between you know information that gets used specifically to help the team win versus information that you know that hurt you in contract negotiations. Yeah, hurt you in contract negotiations or in college. You know, from a, from a medical standpoint, um, there's a whole thorny issue that that, that rises up. Privacy-wise, the more data happens, and, and college is just starting to venture into that world. Let's move on to Oakley and the NFL. Looks like they've walked down the aisle. What is this about? Looks like they've walked down the aisle. Very I'd nice. Like if, if you've been paying attention to NFL preseason, which I know at least seven people out there have been paying attention, <laughs> you might have seen sort of a rosy pink color visor on some of these NFL hmm. helmets. Guess what? Oakley. 
Guess what? Now the official. Guess what? Now they can do it on their sunglasses, the official NFL. So no, it's a valuable logo and tie-up to have. And uh, right now, Oakley sees value in the NFL. Big dollars there. Though. I'm the biggest in the company history. Yeah, I think that's the biggest advertising spend the company's ever had. It's called Prism Clear, by the way. It's Prism Clear. Uh, Prism okay. Clear. That's the that's the tint, the shade of the tint on the uh, on the new Oakley. Sorry visors. for calling it just Pinky Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess sometimes you know maybe if you you lost by 24, but you won the turnover battle, you have a you're looking through rose colored glasses. So there we go. Prism but tint. Pre- Prism tinty. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Wow, you're always looking through those. Yes, yes. Uh, I have a lot of thick lenses, but yes, I do. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a four-year deal worth saying. I mean, uh, the NFL remains yeah, it's, the, it, the giant, it, the behemoth, and the fact that they're continuing to carve out you know, new areas new for categories. sponsors to open up you know, big big dollar Amazing. figures, uh, you know, well, it, never, it never fails. In, in all seriousness, uh, this is great for Oakley because, I mean, my goodness, you get the shot of the player, you're going to see – as you said, the pinky colored glasses, and you can't miss it. So well, I know the Oakley logo. I mean, I get, but even in sales of perhaps now you'll have just 49er sunglasses, Packers sunglasses, that kind of, they can now be the official supplier of. About Lions sunglasses. As, yeah, sure. I guess if anybody wants that, you could. <laughs> Once again, I will invoke the name of Wayne Fonts. Uh, should, should somebody want that, they could do it. Glad you. Barry Sanders was in town, by the way. You should have seen. Should have gone. Yeah, he did the NFL at 100. Lincoln Center should have hung out with Barry Sanders. Oh man, I'd have been there. You'd have man. been like giddy. Oh, I'd have been. I'd have been so unprofessional. <laughs> oh, Mr. Sanders. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about football. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, for a couple of teams, uh, they didn't quite make it, including uh, Bury FC. What happened? Yeah, it's kind of a mess right now. Happening at for two of. England's oldest soccer We don't, we don't talk about second division soccer all that much, but in the business of sport, to have this happening, it's worth discussing and mentioning. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. So, so Bury FC, which is a 134-year-old club, and Bolton Wanderers, which was founded in, in 1888. So Bar was an two. initial season ticket holder. <laughs> when I had my... Uh... <laughs> two, Still have the scarf. <laughs> Not two of England's most famous clubs, but, but two that have a tremendous amount of tradition, both in dire financial straits this week. They both had deadlines earlier this week. Essentially, the, the EFL, the English Football League, the second division league in England said, look, fix it, sell, fix it, sell find, it. find yeah, something, it somehow, or right. we're kicking you out of the league. Wow. And come deadline time, Bury got bounced out of the league. They had a takeover plan that was not approved or couldn't they couldn't get it over the finish line. They got bounced. Uh, Bolton Wanderers given, you know, 14 more days to save its membership. Uh, so, you know, they kicked that can a little bit down the road. I think there's more optimism there. But anytime you have, you know, these classic franchises that are getting booted out of the league. And they, I mean, expulsion. Goodbye. You're done. I was there for the first game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Watched it at the top. Man. It was good. No, in all seriousness, I mean, this, this is a sad. All that history now just gone. Uh, in the blink of an eye, and like you first, said, Scott, it's the business of sports. First time since '92 when Maidstone was, was mm. thrown out of the yeah, league. Yeah, so it's been almost so, 30 years. Yeah, so it's been, it's been some time, and you you think these teams cannot fail, especially a brand name. Even if you're a casual soccer fan, you may not know Bury, but you certainly know Bolton. Right. I mean, that, that was an EPL team a while back. I mean, you certainly know the brand, the Bolton Wanderers, and to think like, wow, they're struggling to a point where it's so bad. Where they just get thrown out of the league. I mean, if it can happen in the end, but remember, the NBA at some point owned the New Orleans franchise. Right. And and David Stern nixed a trade of Chris Paul. 
So things do happen. But imagine, just for a moment, think of the NBA or MLB saying to one team, well, your problems are so bad. Goodbye. You're out. I mean, that, it's, it's a have. sad state. I mean, it's, it's a reality can, that be revi- can the team be revived? Let's put it that way. I, I would imagine there will be a, a push for it. It'll be much easier for, for Bolton if they can stay in the league than it will be for Burry, yeah. which is essentially starting back from ground zero. Who own, But this is one of those conversations now. Who owns the trademarks? Who owns the rights? Because there's value there. Just like the, I always say back to the New York Cosmos. Even though it's not the NASL and they're not playing at Giant Stadium drawing 80,000 regularly, there's value in the New York Cosmos brand name. I'm still amazed, by the way, to this day, that the Cosmo brand name wasn't somehow part of MLS. That's but, true. But yeah, I mean, a, it may still be the most famous U.S. soccer brand. You could still put Pele's face on that and still sell a lot of jerseys. I myself would have said Giorgio Quinalia, but if you want to say Pele, that's fine. <laughs> or Pele, as the non-fan would say. Yeah. <laughs> Jim McKay said it that way Hello, on Hubert Wide Birkenmeyer. World of Sports, man. I remember those days. Of course you do. Escondarian. Just yeah. mentioning my Sanino. Just going down my list of Cosmos. It's Thank fine. you, sir. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Mike Labar, along with Scott Soschnick and Evan Novi williams We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Gary Stoken, CEO of the Peach Bowl, talking about college football and great a story. Fun, fun little great. story about Michael Jordan. How often, I mean, we know people, we want you to listen, we love that you listen, but how often do we say you cannot miss this story? Do not miss it. Do not miss the story about Michael Jordan. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcasts.